0: Hey, how's it going everyone this is Mark Holberg, aka the Bushido geek I am a editor and helper here over at the Ascending Conquer podcast just giving a quick disclaimer for this episode that any views that are shared throughout this episode are not necessarily the views of myself or Tina uh, but just the views that were shared during the episode as well uh, if you do want to check out some of my work you can check me out at the Phantom Effect podcast which will be presenting at Indie Pods United uh, December 2nd through December 4th so make sure you're checking out Indie Pods United I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I had a lot of fun editing it, so I know you guys are going to have a lot of fun listening to it. Bye-bye.
1: Hey there, and welcome to Ascend and Conquer, a brand new podcast where we talk all about ascending and conquering whatever it is we want to ascend and conquer. These two words hold so much depth, and we all receive and perceive them differently. What do they mean to you? Join Tina Marie weekly along with special guests for a certified fresh episode that we hope will enlighten you, revolutionize, give new perspective on life, its obstacles, and how to overcome them. Thank you once again for tuning in to Ascend and Conquer, a brand new podcast where we talk all about what we want to ascend and conquer in our lives. Today, we have our guest, Scott Will. Okay, we have Scott Will with us. And well, I've met him once in North Carolina. That was cool. But we're going to get into a pretty interesting conversation today. Uh, please introduce yourself, Scott.
0: Yeah, so I'm Scott Will, and uh, I... For anybody out there looking for another channel, I run Project truth Beam along with uh, Locks and Wills, and uh, we just get just dedicated to truth. And uh, we do a lot of new stuff, but we also do some biblical stuff. And uh, I know you and I have had a few conversations about maybe sharing uh, how it is uh, that I come to arrive with the, if you want to call it religion, uh, I don't really use that term, but uh, I have a very interesting, unique, different way of, of living than the normal person.
1: Yeah. I've been really looking forward to this conversation because not many people have varying different ways of participating with their spiritual groups. If you may, if I may, or if you may, do you may?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, the, um, and we'll get into the details, but Pretty much anti-establishment. I I don't fit into any church system. I've had a, a couple of friends get run out of church systems uh, for asking too many questions, and uh, uh, that's what happened to me. Is you know I just had so many questions. And uh, I wouldn't stop with the, oh, it's just the way we do it. You know, I continued on asking the questions and continue on seeking the truth.
1: What kinds of questions were you asking?
0: Uh, just different questions on, on why people are doing the things that they do. So like you, you, go, and, you go and sit in a church and you, you wonder, well, why is it that we eat this little circle wafer that has a T on it? You know, where did that come from? Or why do we set up a giant green Christmas tree in the middle of our church, I don't see anything about a Christmas tree in my Bible, you know, right. and then asking, you know, well, why, why are we, uh, why are we meeting on Sundays? Why, why, are, why are we saying the word Lord instead of using God's name? You know, stuff like that. You know, you ask these questions and they're like, well, we don't want to talk about that. Or, We have a a religious explanation, but they never actually give you any details. And you're like, well, that doesn't make sense because historically it it was this. Why don't we change? And, of course, if you think you're going in a church trying to change it and fix it and make it better, you are highly mistaken. They will not change.
1: (laughs) Things are changing, I think, in religious establishments and churches especially. And a lot of them are becoming more progressive. And that's true and things like that. So it is true that things can change, but for, you know, to what end?
0: I I agree. I think the thing that I was pointing out is why don't we change going closer to what the Bible says and what it was in the scripture and trying to mirror that or trying to mirror what Jesus was doing. And uh, that's not interesting to the um, the church institutions. They, they want to make uh, bigger, wider and more inclusive. And uh, it's because they can get more people in into their churches. And that's I think that's the goal, right, to get as many people on on the pews. Uh, You know, you can argue why they're doing that, but that's what they're doing.
1: Well, in the Bible, it says that Christians are going to be persecuted before the end of time. So if that's the case, why are we seeing less people in the
0: churches
1: other than the C word?
0: (laughs) Well, they they uh there's there's you know, it, it it does say that there's going to be a remnant, and one of the things that was always curious to me is if we keep making it bigger and wider and easier for people to, you know, claim they're Christians, that doesn't seem like a remnant. And the the um the true followers of of uh, of Christ, and if you, if you look at what he says and 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 try to follow what he what he did, in my opinion, you won't end up in a church. I don't think a lot of churches would allow the real Jesus to be there and to preach uh, because he doesn't align with their their traditions and doctrines. In fact, when he was walking and talking, he was saying, why do you follow these doctrines of men? Get back to the simple stuff, get back to the, the original stuff that Moses told us to do. He made it very easy. It's very simple. And Jesus was cutting all the oral Torah, he's cutting the, the man-made stuff, all the extra stuff, because it it makes it difficult for people to actually practice. He was making it more simple, but we've we've missed that. We've added more stuff in.
1: So is the New Testament what you're referring to in adding more stuff?
0: No, not the New Testament. Um, What I'm talking about is the church doctrines, the added on traditions, the celebrations of stuff that aren't biblical. I I don't know how far you want to go, but I I mean, we could keep going. There's, there's a lot of things have been added on. If you jump into Judaism, there is a bunch of uh, mystic stuff, Kabbalah stuff that's added in. There is um, oral Torah, which is just uh, the rabbis made up things and added it in. And a lot of people in Judaism actually are following oral Torah and they consider it scripture, but, it wasn't scripture in the time of you know ancient times and stuff like that
1: so, so you follow the bible like exactly down to the t
0: yeah so that's that's exactly right so in judaism they actually have a, a group called the karaites kara means uh, scripture and so these people only they only stick to what is in the scripture The first, you know, the Tanakh, the Old Testament. And uh, I would be the New Testament equivalent of that. So whatever it says specifically, that's only what I follow. If it's not in there, I'm not really interested in it. I mean, some traditions might be fine, but it's not binding. And I don't, I'm not really that interested in it.
1: (laughs) So what version of the Bible do you follow?
0: Oh, uh, well, are, are you... Are you interested in uh, what's the best translation?
1: Yeah, is that is that what you're kind of looking for? Yeah.
0: So there's no, I always tell this people because people say, "Hey, what's the best Bible to use?" There is no perfect Bible. There's no there's no like go to this one's the best. I don't I don't point people to that because there are. I'm being very very honest right now. There are textual issues with everything out there, um, but what I personally use is i use a new king james and i have went through mine and corrected all the spots that need correcting all the translation issues and stuff like that and uh so i'm still working on the old testament i've cleaned up my new testament uh but yeah there's no perfect bible Uh, And if you have any issues, like you read something that doesn't make sense, you can always work backwards. You can go back to the Greek. You can go back to the Hebrew and try to make more sense of it.
1: So you do you have a background in what's the word here? Theology.
0: (laughs) Uh, So I I actually have a, a history degree in American political history and world governments. And, uh, my, my testimony is that I I grew up secular. I didn't, I didn't know anything about the Bible and, uh, I made a mess of my life, got kicked out of college and, uh, they let me back in and that's when I picked up a Bible. But at the time I was a history major. So I said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to read this book. Like I would read a primary document in history. So I put it in this historical context, linguistic context, cultural context. and When was it when? written where was it written and to whom it was written for you put all that together and you just read it read it for what it says don't look at commentary and these people's opinions and uh the bible become uh became very clear to me it became very obvious that there was a god and i believed in jesus when i read him and i decided that's it i'm going to live my life according to this book and uh i i it, the, the phrase that was stuck in my mind was, it did not make sense not to go all the way. So I just started living my life according to what it said, the whole entire Bible. And uh, that's a key distinction because uh, mainstream Christians, they'll say that the, uh, the Old Testament was done away with. However, that's not what the text says. In fact, Jesus actually says, not one jot or tittle will pass away from the law. And so I believe that the Old Testament and the New Testament is applicable and still applies today. Do you
1: think that a lot of people or a lot of preachers perceive and translate the Bible in the wrong way then, and that you feel like they're not preaching the exact word? Do you think that your perception is different than theirs? And what kind of group would you fall in?
0: Absolutely. Um, It's called cherry picking. And uh, it's existed for a very, very long time. Even Jesus talked about it. I mean, you know, even even the the disciples talked about it when they were talking about Paul. People will take verses out of context. There's a verse in Peter that says you're not supposed to take one verse unto itself. And uh, it's it's an epidemic. And that's why I, I cannot sit in a church and listen to somebody because... You know, 99 out of 100 times They're going to take a verse out of context They're going to twist it To mean something that they want it to mean And uh, it's like nails on a chalkboard for me You know, I'd be the guy sitting in the front row Raising my head Wait, wait, wait That verse doesn't say that You know, that's that's not what that's talking about This verse could mean
1: 12 (laughs) things Like, (laughs) why are we picking one?
0: Yeah, and you got to put it in the context You got to read the whole paragraph Man, why are you just yeah. reading half a sentence?
1: That does make sense. Then they yeah. do they do
0: that at a lot of churches. But oh man,
1: behind you, <laughs> you you do have a menorah. I couldn't help but yeah. notice. I have to ask about have a that.
0: Menorah.
1: How's this yeah. tie into your religion? <laughs>
0: So the menorah was the um, the candle uh, or candlestick or, you know, they had olive oil in it and they had priestly garments that they would twist up and put it in there. And that was inside the temple. And they had a, a, a term for the menorah in the time of Jesus, I think Josephus writes about this. They said that the menorah was called the light of the world because at nighttime, the the light would shine through the big opening of the temple and you could all see it at nighttime. And so it was the light of the world. And if you remember uh, when Jesus went to the temple around the time of Hanukkah, which is when they light the menorah, he, he says, I am the light of the world. And so when I look at the menorah, I think about Jesus. I think, I think he is the light of the world. And so this is what uh, the menorah means to me. And and it's, it's so pretty.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I can't help but notice that there's like a little, it kind of reminds me of like at the Olympics, the torch that they carry too. Mm -hmm. do you think that's by design?
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, that, that exists, you know, everywhere, the, the whole light and, um, Carrying the flame and all that stuff. It's very, very symbolic. But can I get into the history of uh, a group like me or a person like me?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: So uh, in the time of Jesus, uh, if you remember in the Bible, he says, when you see the ancient armies or you see the armies approaching Jerusalem... Flee to the mount, and a lot of people will think this is uh end times prophecy, this is going to happen in the future, but this was actually for the people in 70 AD when Vespian and the armies came to destroy the temple in 70 AD. And the people in Jerusalem, who were real followers of Jesus, they knew him, they seen him, some of them might even got healed by him they saw these armies approaching and they said hey we got to get out of here and so they fled to the mountains of Jordan in a place called Pella and there was also people in the northern Israel they fled to Pella as well and they were people who who believed in the Old Testament, so the Torah, Tanakh, and they also believed in Jesus, and they kept the law, and they kept uh, everything that Jesus said. And they lived in Pella uh, for a very, very long time. There's also a group that lived in Italy that were also um, this exact same type type of group. They uh, many of them were Jewish that believed in Jesus. And I'm not talking about. I mean, some people might call them uh, Messianic Judaism, but they're a little different because they didn't follow the rabbis. They didn't follow the extra, added on stuff. And and I they were kind of rogue. They were kind of rogue. Yeah, you know, kind of. You know, we're not sticking in. You know, we're not in this group. We're not in this group. We don't like to be in the groups. And there was also a group in in Spain uh, in Catalan. Catalonians these people have existed all, all of the time you know they they've gone in hiding many times but um, they continued to keep uh, the Sabbath, which is the seventh day of rest they continued to celebrate his feast and they also believed in Jesus so they lived similar to a Jewish person but they also believed in Jesus and did what Jesus said and and that's kind of the the group that I'm a part of and and uh, you know i i'm just sharing this this history of this small remnant of people that uh they identify with Christ but they don't they don't really uh identify with the christian church system or the catholic church system or anything like that
1: and that makes sense i think that makes a lot of sense and i appreciate your perspective on that and i'm sure a lot of listeners will too because everybody has their own views of how religion should be done but Mm. if you want to be historical about it and and historically correct then maybe that's the type of seeking we should do (laughs)
0: Yeah. And, and I'm not telling people what to believe. I'm just sharing uh, what it is that I believe and, and what it is that I practice. Yeah. And I personally believe that the church systems, you know, this denomination, that denomination, uh, I saw um I saw a uh, statistic. It's a very old statistic, but they said in the United States, there's 41,000 different denominations. And so we only, yeah, we only have one book and we have all these different uh, groups saying that we're the ones that are, are right. And what that is, is humans are putting themselves into boxes. You know, I'm in this box, you're in that box. We don't talk to you. We don't we don't like, yeah. and we're right. and You're wrong. And I don't think that that's right. I don't, think, I don't either. I don't think God works that way. I think he works across all the boxes. He doesn't want any boxes. We should be yeah. uniting as humans 100%. following God period. Yeah. And so that yeah, that's, no. <laughs> that's why I don't, you know, there's titles out there. Some people say, Oh, this is a Hebrew roots movement. Some people say that this is a, um, you know, a a Sabbath keeping Christians uh, or Messianic Judaism, which is a totally different thing. And I'll explain in a second. There's so much
1: Judaism stuff.
0: Like I've studied some of it myself. Yeah. Very fascinating. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like any of those titles. I just say I'm a person who follows the Bible exactly the way it's written. And you
1: love God. And that's what it boils down to. And what, it stands for what he stands for and what everything in the Bible stands for. And that's how you live your life. And I think yeah. that's honorable.
0: Uh can I just make the point about messianic Judaism? Of course. I, I don't I don't want to get anybody uh, riled up, but um Please I, don't. I kinda, <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, I went to a messianic Judaism uh, synagogue a few times and uh, I, I find it I found it to be a little concerning because they believe in Jesus, but then they're also doing oral Torah. Oral Torah's added on commandments that the rabbis came up with.
1: Oh, like, there's was, like 500 that I read.
0: A lot, a lot more. <laughs> I don't think there's they have a full a... number. Yeah, I don't think they have a full number. Mm. Um, the Babylonian Talmud and the Mishnah all is like, you know, volumes of added on man-made laws. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, they was very a, descriptive though.
1: What I noticed was it, it's very descriptive and very to the point. And if you, if anyone was to follow it, were to follow all of that stuff, like all the way down to a T, I mean, it would be like studying for the SATs every day, an hour of your life.
0: It's so difficult because you read it and it says, uh, when you get out of bed, you have to put your right foot into your shoe first. You put your left foot into your shoe second. And then you have to tie your right foot and tie your left foot. And it's all because some rabbi said that this is your way, this is the way you're supposed to do it. And it's, then they go into a detail. Well, what if you don't have laces? You know, then you have to do it a certain way and you have to say a certain prayer. And uh, what Jesus was doing is he's saying, hey, this added on stuff, it's a burden. It's not good. It makes it difficult for people to follow God. Yeah. And so that's why I hearts. said this. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I say it was. It was a kind of an oxymoron. It's like uh, Jesus said, "Don't do these things," but you're doing them. <laughs> so I, I don't fit in that camp either—the Messianic Judaism uh, group.
1: No, that's I understand that. Like, going back to like your childhood and when you said like you were raised secular and you went through like some really tough times. <laughs> Um, I have a question based on that. So the show's name is Ascend and Conquer, and everybody knows that the word ascend does have something to do with the Bible to some capacity. A lot of people think of the word ascend and think of Christianity in some form or or whatever what have you but when you think of the word ascend what do you think of now where you are in your spirituality and how did you think of how if you were to go back in time and think of what ascend meant to you when you were going through your darkest time what did it mean to you then in reflection
0: I would I would say back in the day, if, if I were to think about a sin, I would think about getting out of the circumstance that I was in. I grew up in a very, very rough neighborhood with a bunch of rough friends. It was gang members. Uh, one of my best friends was a gang member. And uh, we were always getting in trouble. We were always doing bad things. And I even said, you know, back in the day, hey, I'll never live to 30. And uh I'm actually 32 right now. So hey, made it. We made it. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, so I, I didn't think that I was going to make it. You know, I didn't think I was I I didn't think I would graduate high school, any of that stuff. Uh, but I did. And uh so overcoming that and getting out of that, you know, being poor and, and not having money and jobless stuff like that. And uh you know, if you ask me now, you know, I'm going to think through and I'm, I'm, I'm biased to the Bible. So I'm going to think through that lens uh, to ascend in my mind is just to seek God, seek his face. And to constantly be moving upwards towards him, you know, and 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 uh, all the other stuff to me is is just noise. Right. I'm just focusing on him. And it's a journey. And, you know, I'm not judging anybody according to where they're at on their journey, because, hey, I started at zero. And, you know, why am I going to pick on the person behind me? You know, because they're behind me. You know, we're, we're all in a journey. We're all moving.
1: Exactly. And we all experience things differently. And I feel also that so many of us actually feel things the same, but because of labels and words attached to things, it makes things way more complex than they have to be. And so somebody might be on a very similar journey as you but just using different words, but having the exact same meaning, the exact same feeling. And that's what makes things so complicated and what makes such a big divide in the world and in life and just being a good person. What it really boils down to for me is uh, be a good person, be morally sound, love everybody that you meet and just be like, You know, they say, What would Jesus do? I always tell people be the light to somebody's day. Be the light to somebody in some kind of way and just be kind and loving and you will receive that back because yeah. I think that that's essentially what the Bible says, what most yeah. religion says and how people should just generally be.
0: Yeah, that's that you, you've you you've hit it on uh, one of the most important parts of, of the actual law. So people think of law, they think oppressive and stuff like that. But really, the Hebrew word is instructions. So it's like a car manual. This is the instructions on how to live your life. <laughs> And uh, the very two that you can hang everything on is love your God. So how, how am I going to love God? And then the other one is love your neighbor. So the, the, the two that you hang all the instructions on is love. Love God, love your neighbor. And so while you're here, you need to love everyone. You know Jesus even goes as far as to say love your enemy now, yeah that's a very difficult thing to do I've for had a lot to do that
1: myself Brian <laughs> like I feel yeah. like you have too because you've been yeah. to dark places and and I have too we have that in common and I have learned that the forgiveness is the strongest antidote for anything and that if you can't forgive yourself for the things that you've done yeah. you can't forgive other people so it does start from within yourself to love yeah. yourself so that you can shine your light outwards and love everybody around you and then they can in turn do the rest for the entire collective
0: absolutely i I would use the analogy of you know in the in the airplane when the cockpit when thing falls down it's like they tell you 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 put it on yourself you get yourself good so then you can help other ones around you so that's what you gotta do you gotta you gotta love yourself you gotta you gotta work on yourself so then you can be a light to other other people if you got all these problems take care of those problems so then you can go bless other people and you don't have so many problems in the way
1: yeah that's absolutely right So I actually like before we start talking about everything that we plan to talk about, because, you know, the whole basis of the show is like how you got there and like what caused it and everything. Like I would like you to tell me a little bit about the hardships that you went through growing up in the community that you did and what made it so difficult for you. And if you ever, you know, felt like you were missing a piece of you and if that's how kind of you came into where you are now.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I rode the school bus with uh, the worst section of the town. I'm not going to say the town. I'm not going to say this, um, but it was the worst, uh, worst part of town. And uh, there was cop cars and shootings all the time. And a lot of my friends were in that little area. And, um, you know, we would run around, get in trouble and, ride our school but our bicycles to places we shouldn't ride our uh, bicycles thankfully my parents never found out they 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 didn't want to know they didn't ask as long as I'm, I'm still them, alive <laughs> oh. yeah <laughs> but I'd sneak out at night and stuff like that and, and uh I was really lost I, I I didn't know myself I I thought that if I just had a lot of friends that that I would be happy it, it didn't help um and then the you know, you, you, yeah, and, and you get to party and you, you consume lots of, of alcohol and, and weed and pills and stuff, and and you, you, you're trying to feel something. And and uh, I was using them for the wrong reasons, and I was, you know, uh, having yeah, run-ins I, with the police officers, and and thankfully never got a uh, went to jail or anything, so I don't have a record. But
1: that's lucky.
0: Yeah, and. Uh, my My best friend, right after graduation, so he had a full scholarship to a football school, and uh, and I was I was surprised he graduated because he he was he was in a he was in a gang, and. Oh, really? uh, Yeah. And he actually had a heart, he had a heart issue. Uh He he didn't get in trouble with, you know, gang or anything. Nobody shot him or anything, but uh, he had a rare heart condition and he passed away. And, and, uh, it really jarred me and I I got really lost because, you know, going through life with, with your best friend right there, and then he's gone. And so any problems that come, come about, I don't have anybody to turn to so i was really lost and i went off to college and uh i was supposed to play baseball i thought baseball was going to save me you know um, that's going to be the thing i'm gonna put all my attentions into and and uh it, it'll distract me from you know being lost and whatever
1: right and, and wait did you feel lost at the time like or were you just going with emotions
0: Oh, I was. Yeah, I was completely lost. I was my world was shattered because me yeah. and this guy was uh, we were the best, the best friends. And we spent a lot of time together all the time. And uh, ah, yeah. anyways, but, uh, you know, and then uh, I had a roster spot promised for me yeah. at, at the um on the baseball team. And uh, all I had to do was be there the first week and, and do well. And they would they would take me. And I went to, I went to a party and met some girl and, uh, she had a rare strand of strep throat. Oh boy. It was a carrier. And I, I didn't, I didn't know that she looked perfectly healthy and, uh, I actually liked the girl. I wanted to date her, but ended up kissing with her and stuff. And she, she gave it to me and it almost killed me. I almost died. Yeah. What? Yeah, the strep throat uh, gave me a heat stroke and I lost Ah. all my water overnight.
1: Oh my uh, goodness. Yeah.
0: yeah. Thankfully, I passed out on campus and and there was nobody there. Thankfully, my roommate found me and dragged me into the car.
1: Oh my goodness. Thank you for them. Like, please.
0: So grateful for uh, my roommate who wanted to check on me.
1: yeah you're really lucky that 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 person was there
0: yeah i am i i'm very lucky <laughs>
1: yeah because I, I wasn't far,
0: yeah i wasn't far away they said i was probably about 30 minutes from starting brain damage wow uh, yeah and uh they they dragged me and put put me in the car and they took me to the ER and everything And I woke up in the ER just so totally confused and lost. Like, where am I at? You know, how did I get here?
1: Yeah.
0: And so I lost like 25 pounds of weight and I was in the hospital for quite some time. It was probably two weeks. From strep
1: throat? Like just.
0: strep throat into a a heat stroke and dehydration.
1: Okay. So the strep throat. Okay. I got it now. Like I was putting like, I was thinking that the heat stroke was because of this. dropped throat and it was like correlated completely and i didn't realize like the the heat strokes what could have caused the brain damage
0: yeah the heat stroke was what caused yeah could have caused the brain damage yeah right and i was dehydrated too so i was really circling the drain yeah and um yeah so when i got out of the hospital i went back to my um Coach and I said, "Hey, I, I had this health situation, and I missed the first week of, of baseball." And uh, he said, "Hey, man, you know you got to focus on your health. You lost 25 pounds."
1: Uh, oh, I bet that was horrible for you.
0: Yeah, I was like, "Okay, uh, I'm, I can come back next year," is what he said. Not, you're not playing. And uh, that was Mm. that was pretty rough, too. That was another one. So then I decided, well, if I'm not going to play baseball here, I'm just going to live college to the fullest. I'm going to go to every party. I'm going to just be the party animal and just experience it. And uh, that was not a good recipe.
1: No, <laughs> that was not how, good. <laughs> how long did that go on for you before you started kind of spiraling more out of control?
0: Uh, it was about a year and a half of, of, uh, you know, and, you know, you get a little bit of a grace period and your grades start going down and down down. But I did that for about a year and a half and I was going to class and I was sort of keeping my grades going, but really not. And Then it just got too yeah. much where I wasn't even going to class.
1: Oh, no. That's why yeah. you were out of school and then you ended up being back in school.
0: Yeah, they, they kicked me out because I... I you know I made a wreck of my grades uh yeah. the girl I was dating I was dating a model at the time she was just taking all my money and oh my I, goodness I, yeah I mean this is like the worst story right Yeah, this is. <laughs> but crazy. it has a good ending it has a good ending I promise I um I was flat broke uh I got kicked out of college my girlfriend's like well you don't have any money you're no fun Peace out.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: Wow. And I I had a job lined up for the summers and everything. It was a good job, actually. It was landscaping. I was an assistant manager. And I called him up and I said, hey, you know, I just got kicked out of college. Uh, You got my job ready for me? Because he promised he said no i got someone else for you so
1: <laughs> people are so unreliable even yeah even more so now but yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so then i moved back to my parents house i'm broke no job all that stuff no girlfriend no mm-hmm. money and uh at that time i was starting to have uh back problems uh with the bulging disc Ooh. And uh, yeah, and then I was in a back race at that time and I was like, I can't get any worse.
1: <laughs> this Aww. is like
0: the worst scenario and I don't even have my best friend. <laughs> Jeez, that's the that's yeah. really like
1: been like the nail in the coffin for you at the moment. <laughs> like that's just terrible. And rest in peace to your friend. But I also wonder if he... Do you think you'd be in the place that you are now if things hadn't gone the way they had
0: that that's a uh, I wonder that sometimes I don't I don't know um, right. my my best friend if he was there he would he would have been coaching me and giving me advice hey you know you, you should you know, at least go to class. You know, he, he would have gave me some pointers and I would have completely listened to him. You know, I I was very anti-establishment and rebellious, you know, I wouldn't listen to anyone else, but I'd listen to my, my best friend. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a good question. But, you know, I I think all this happened for a reason because, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, I, my, uh, one of my friends back in, who was still in college, didn't get kicked out. He said, Hey, you should write an appeal. And I was like, write an appeal. Really? I think they'll let me back into college. And he was like, it's worth the try. <laughs> so I wrote this amazing appeal. I mean, it, I I spent like ten hours editing this thing, tweaking it.
1: Oh wow!
0: Yeah, I wish I kept it. Maybe I could find it some somewhere. But uh, I sent it to them, and they totally accepted me. They said, "Wow, yes, I'll let you back in."
1: That's amazing. Yeah,
0: I did not see that coming.
1: <laughs> right, but you tried, yeah. and that's all that it yeah. takes sometimes.
0: Yeah, and when when they accepted me, I said, "This is my redemption. This is my moment." To fix everything, I I said to myself, I know how to destroy my life. I know how to do all the wrong things. (laughs) (laughs) I said, Albert Einstein said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over over and over and
1: expecting expecting
0: a different different result. result. Results. Yes. (laughs) So I said, I got to do something completely different. I can't do what I've been doing because I know where it gets me. So I I said, I got to go looking for the truth because I wasn't looking for anything. I wasn't trying to learn anything.
1: You were done with girls at that moment.
0: <laughs> at <laughs> that <laughs> moment. I, I didn't have a girl. I didn't have money. They didn't want me anyways. <laughs> oh, my gosh,
1: That's so horrible. Like what? <laughs> I know it's
0: horrible about? to say. But the girls that I was trying to talk to at that time, oh, they just I wanted money. Yeah. That's, they wanted That's a good still time. crazy
1: to me. Like, yeah. I still don't get that. Um, I think that that's a big problem in the society that we live in is that people expect they have expectations for the ones they're in a relationship with. And it's like you yeah. either accept this person fully and love them everything included or not because love is a choice just like religion is a choice and a decision too and if they say god is love and and love is god then that means we just need to love everybody and so if you can't do that then there's some real deep soul searching that needs to happen
0: yeah absolutely and so I went on this, you know, I got to find the truth wherever it takes me. I'll go there. You know, I don't care what it is. I'll, I'll go follow the truth period. And so I went looking, I, I looked into um, Islam. It doesn't match historical, uh, historical evidence. I went looking in Buddhism and, and, well, I think meditating is good for you. Everybody needs to sit quietly, <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but but I was fascinated when I when I looked at is the Bible historically accurate and do we have archaeology that matches it and you know is yeah. it consistent and uh, to my surprise yes absolutely uh,
1: you even went to Israel
0: I even went to Israel yes. and that's
1: so cool to me. I think that's <laughs> I even, awesome
0: I even took like you know stuff and I was measuring rocks and looking at it and taking hey pictures. that sounds fun. <laughs> Yeah. I got to see it for myself. (laughs) And so I was just like, well, uh, time to, time to read this book and, uh, see what it's about. And so I turned off my phone. I unplugged my TV and just read it. And that's the thing. I don't, I don't think people uh, really read their Bibles. They might go to church and hear someone read a verse for them, but they never read, you know, keep reading, read the next verse, read, read the whole paragraph, read the whole chapter, Uh, you know, continue reading. And so that's what I did. And, and, uh, you know, I felt convicted, you know, uh, that I need, I need to live this way. Uh, That's when I changed my life and I've been, I've been living according to, uh, what the whole entire Bible says since 2010
1: wow so a whole, that's 11 years so yeah. tell me like what were the most the biggest changes for you that is different than how you were living your life other than like you know hang out with gang members and stuff i'm saying like <laughs> what actual commandments i guess i would use for this yeah. do you
0: yeah that's my question Well, it was a, it was a process because of course you can't know it all immediately, but I would be reading and I would see, oh, it says not to lie. And I would be like, okay, well, I'm not lying anymore ever again. I'll tell you exactly what you want to hear, or I'm sorry, exactly the truth of the matter. Um, Exactly what you don't want to hear. (laughs) I tell people, hey, I tell people, I say, be careful what you ask for. And sometimes they ask something and I'm saying, do you really want to know? You really want to (laughs) be careful? (laughs) So I'm not going to lie to anybody ever again.
1: That's good. Yeah. And people shouldn't do that anyways.
0: No, it's bad for society in general. Like, how can you... How can yeah. you, how can you be friends with somebody and they lie to you now? I don't even know if this person's ever going to be right. truthful to me. If they told me this one thing, it's not true. Right. But, uh, you know, I come across other things like um, you it talks about eating clean and uh, actually eating clean goes back to Adam and Eve. You know, God created the clean and unclean animals. And and uh, basically to break that down, a clean animal is like a grazer, you know, an animal that eats grass or something that's clean. You know, they're like, you know.
1: Grass-fed bison, grass yeah, fed bison, yeah,
0: stuff beef. like that.
1: Yeah, because yeah. My then, family has a
0: ranch, so yeah, yeah. We like they're, our grass fed. They're not, they're not eating crazy things that are going to, you know, move into their their tissue. But like,
1: uh, and then unc- cellular, like, like your whole everything, like your cells, like they change, right? And I feel like if you eat, and I was just talking about this to Brandon the other day that yeah. like the food that we ingest really can like affect. Our entire being, our whole psyche, our mental everything—like it can just completely destroy somebody. And that's why they make food that they like get fast food places so addictive, and it's yeah. so disgusting.
0: Actually, yeah. I completely agree. Absolutely, you know, you you eat a bunch of toxins, and and uh, you you you're a toxin. Your, you devoid your body of nutrition, and you're going to feel terrible. You're not going to have energy. You're going to be moody. You're 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 whole personality is going to start to, to shift and uh, that's not good for anybody, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not.
0: <laughs> but uh yeah, so unclean animals would be predators and scavengers and why you wouldn't, biblically speaking, God was like, well, I don't want you eating those. They need to go around cleaning the environment and they suck up all the toxins. So they suck up mercury, they suck up, um, you know, dead carcasses and stuff like yeah. that. And, and, uh, you know, certain animals, I'm not going to name them. I don't want oh, to yeah, you're
1: upset. ingesting these things and you're becoming oh, yeah. kind of like it's a piece of you now.
0: Yeah. And there's a reason why your blood pressure increases and your heart rate and cholesterol goes up when you eat certain unclean animals. Yeah. It's because they eat pork. Yeah. <laughs> you're poisoning yourself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I didn't want to name it, but yeah, that's, I'm talking about pork.
1: Oh, well, yeah, I don't eat pork yeah. and that's just me by choice. I have yeah. no history background. I don't know anything really about theology, but I have studied a lot of religions and I just choose yeah. to not eat pork. Cause I know that it just rots in your intestines.
0: You know, the pig does not sweat. And so when he eats toxins what? in the environment, it gets trapped into their fat cells
1: Oh, and wow. so
0: when you cook the pig and you heat it up and the fat starts bubbling all that stuff, you're releasing those carcinogens that that pig has absorbed. And that's why your blood pressure goes up when you eat pork.
1: Oh, wow. That's interesting. <laughs> and so they have that uh, term sweat like a pig. And I didn't know that pigs didn't sweat.
0: They don't sweat. No.
1: Wow. The irony. <laughs> and ha- that yeah, that. that's the, literally the duality that we're living in. It's the, <laughs> everything's backwards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's what Project Truth Beam tries to do is to uh, point out what the truth is. You know, for example, that the whole pig thing, you know, you know, um, you know, knocking on wood. That's, an, you know, people will knock on wood. It's because they used to have a block of wood, you know, in ancient times right by the door. And they would knock on it as like a, you know, a greeting to the unknown idol that's in the block of wood.
1: Oh, it's really? Of, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know. Wow. That's interesting. I didn't, I don't know why anybody would want to decorate their door with a block of wood.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. So uh, I, I I live a little differently. Um, I also keep the Sabbath, the, the seventh day rest. I don't work and I don't buy anything. This is very similar to a Jewish person but I don't tell a lot of Christians will conflate this to mean that you have to worship on that day. That's not what the Bible says. Uh, all it says is that God rested. So you are supposed to rest on the seventh day. You can worship any day of the week. You can continue worshiping on Sunday, but the Sabbath day is a day of rest. Yeah. So I I just rest and I do a lot of worshiping on that day, but I also do other days as well.
1: So um are there special uh, specific days of the week that you tend to do more
0: than others? Yeah, I I, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of busy. So, uh, you know, just whatever my schedule goes with, but I do, uh, I do a lot of Bible reading on Wednesdays. I, I go to a Bible study and, uh, sometimes I'll meet up with people on Sundays and we'll do things, but I don't go to a church And the group that I'm a part of, we, we try to be decentralized. We try to have not much structure or, or, uh, institutionalized systems a lot of the people that i i'm actually a part of in this group are former church people deacons and and even some preachers uh you know yeah and they they've been burned by the church they've been burned by uh, the system yeah they've ran them off for asking questions or you know they they were mean to them and stuff like that Yeah, so we're just a ragtag group of, you know, hurt people. But, you know, we still love the world. We still love those people.
1: Hey, that's the best part. Like (laughs) being able to still love after everything you've been through or if anyone's been Mm -hmm. through dark times and being able to still reach inside yourself, that means you're very powerful as a person. Mm -hmm. I mean, that means that you are full of love and you are full of that light. So, and that's what needs to be spread through the world. Because if we're going to bring about like a... different situation than we're all in now it's got to be done like together i think
0: yeah absolutely we have to make uh love spread you know and radiate out across this whole planet and then they won't have a beautiful world to live in if there's if there's hate and violence and anger you know that's the opposite of love nobody really wants to live under that
1: that's fear yeah
0: um but getting back to uh, our group, we um, we meet we meet on Sabbaths, but we uh, we it's not exclusive, and um, we also celebrate the feasts. There are biblical feasts in the Bible. Uh, you know, God cre- uh, created a party animal, and he it. he knew that we would love to get together <laughs> and eat and dance and sing. And so uh, we celebrate them. Um, there is no temple, so you can't keep the feast. You can celebrate the feast, and there's a difference. I know there's some people out there that think they they can keep the feast. Can't yeah, that's interesting.
1: Them. Yeah, They really I feel like a lot of good analogies can come from that. That people would be more easy. Uh, it would be easier to understand because if we were to take that from biblical context, that would be. I can see why that would be confusing to a lot of people that are. Try and understand and follow the Bible. Yeah. And even if they mean well, so there's so much that can be taken out of context, but that's really interesting. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and there's a lot of uh, mainstream Christians that I, I talk to and they say, well, you know, are you going to start doing these Levitical, you know, laws and you're supposed to do this, you know, you're supposed to dress this way, but those are for the Levite priests. I'm not a Levite priest and a Levite priest is just one of those people who was a certain, uh, from the the line of Aaron. So they had a certain genealogy and their job was to work in the temple and do the animal sacrifices and praying and all that singing and stuff like that. And, uh, the other part of the, the whole conversation is there's no temple. The temple has been destroyed. So that part in the Bible, you cannot, you, nobody can keep it. It's impossible. So,
1: and isn't the body the temple?
0: Yeah, our bodies are now considered the temple to house the Holy Spirit. So God can work in us and our bodies are supposed to be um, the temple that he, resu- that he uses. And so um, I totally agree with that. But I'm talking about when I talk to people about the Old Testament and they say, well, you got to keep that. Well, that's not for me. Um, that's for the Levite priest for a temple and there's no temple. And, uh, you know, I get these conversations and they're like, well, you're not fo- if you're going to follow that, you should follow this. And I'm like, well, that's not about me. That's um, I actually did a, a study looking at the biblical uh, law and uh, the rabbis will say there's 613 laws and how they got to it. I know we talked about Gematria. And uh, I'd love to get into that, too. But the rabbis say there's 613 laws because um, I think it's Laban. Laban was a perfect man and he never uh, broke the law. And this one word me, uh, adds up to 613. So there must be oh, 613 yeah. laws. But when you actually count them, they, they double them and double them and they're trying to get up to 613 So there's not six hundred and thirteen. There's probably somewhere around three hundred and fifty. And when you actually look at the laws that apply to you, because the temple, if you take the temple stuff out, uh, they don't apply to you. So last time I checked, it was roughly around two hundred and thirty seven laws that actually apply. To yeah, you. you know, these are being, don't steal, don't murder, don't. Right. I mean,
1: like things that don't make sense now, like according to the time that it was written, is what you're saying, is that in yeah. the 13 still apply to the society that we live in in this sure. modern
0: age. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, 237 is not difficult when you compare it to our government laws. There's probably a million laws on the books and you can't keep all the government laws. (laughs) It's impossible. One of
1: the laws in Texas is if you say you're married seven times, you're Texas married.
0: Really? Wow. I
1: thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Also, if your feet stink, you have to pay five dollars to the complainer wow so those are That's two million
0: dumb laws yeah you know how, how can you see there's laws that they're breaking and they have no clue they exist
1: yeah right <laughs> my feet are stinking right yeah. now
0: <laughs> i remember i remember hearing one i think it was in arizona and they said uh if you can't smile if you're missing more than three teeth
1: oh gosh what a travesty <laughs> yeah
0: and you know so what you i somewhat your agreed. mouth shut yeah
1: <laughs> well so yeah mean. like if you well that is mean but like if you're <laughs> rotting your teeth away and the temple yeah. is a holy place then obviously you're doing something wrong for your teeth to be rotting
0: yeah <laughs> but uh um, um, i know me and well, you... one second
1: i'm still yeah, listening nice. so keep talking oh, so yeah okay.
0: hold on one second yeah so um I know we were talking earlier about gematria, and know uh, I thought I would add it in that there, there I I did study a little bit. There are biblical numbers, and you find them everywhere. Yeah, but there are there are some some strange uh, coincidences. You know, I don't I don't push gematria that much because um, there are. Because people use it in Kabbalah, they use it in occult groups and stuff like that. They use like it that. for,
1: like, evil things, but, like, it's, yeah. is, it, it still is a yeah. part of the actual religion.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I think that there's something to Gematria. Um, there's certain things that I've I've found that it's like, you can't ignore this. This is something, you know. Yeah. What it means, I it, you know, it doesn't change things. Like, for example, um, when you do um, gematria for the uh, Jesus and his name in Hebrew, Yeshua, it adds up to... I'm trying to f- flip to my notes. Give me a second. That's okay. Um, I,
1: I also think, noticed that... Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. I think it adds up to 49. Okay. And the when you add up... The word Torah, which is the first five books of the law, it also adds up to 49. Interesting. So you, you have Jesus, who was the walking, talking. I'm sorry, it's 53. I have it here in front of me. So Yeshua, which is Jesus in Hebrew, it adds up to 53. And the word Torah adds up to 53. And if, and Jesus was the walking talking Torah. He he was the epitome of the books, he was the the law. And uh you know the, the word uh year in Hebrew is shit, shen- um uh, sorry. Uh shana, and it adds up to 355 and the biblical Hebrew calendar is three hundred and fifty-five days of the year.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah. ten days are out.
0: Well that that would be the, the solar calendar is three hundred and sixty-five point two or point something. And uh, the, the the bib the biblical Hebrew calendar is based on agriculture and the moon, the phases of the moon.
1: Oh, I love the moon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's right there in the Bible when it says new moons. We're supposed yeah. to be watching the moon and watching. I this always watch Yeah,
1: every new moon and every full moon. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. We're, we're actually coming up on uh, a biblical feast called trumpets feast of trumpets. And it's Hold uh, up. okay. Wait a minute. This, yeah. I'm going to
1: take this out, but like, let me tell you, Brian, okay. the past three nights I've heard, uh, two, okay. Last night I said something, but the two nights prior, at nighttime, like between midnight and 2 a.m., I couldn't sleep. And outside of the window, I heard three trumpet sounds first night. That freaked me out. I was like, but it could be car honking. But then it happened the second night, and I was like, what's going on? And then last night, I was just like, do you hear the trumpets? Like, I asked Brandon, and like, but he was like passed out, and like, it went exactly <laughs> the same way it did three times. All three nights and I'm really curious to see if it happens again tonight because it was crazy.
0: Maybe they're doing it leading up to Feast of Trumpets. I, I, I don't know. Is what, that what, what you're it,
1: talking about?
0: Maybe. Well, it's uh, on the Jewish calendar. The rabbis did a switcheroo. They they called it Rosh Hashanah and they took out Feast of Trumpets. Rosh Hashanah is not in the Bible. And they uh, they said it's the head of the year, the beginning of the, the year. But it's it's really not the beginning of the year. But what it says in the Bible is the feast of trumpets and you you um you do that feast, you're just blowing and shouting. That's that's what the feast is. You get together, and you eat, and you blow trumpets and shout. Kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, that sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah, right. Ooh, ooh. You can scream, you know, scream till <laughs> loud as you can, you know, that's fun. I do
1: that all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're celebrating trumpets, you don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that's that's the only feast that is on the spotting of the new moon. So you go outside and you see the first sliver of light that just barely comes in. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you see it on that day or the next day, you blow your trumpets and you shout and then you party.
1: All right. I wish I had a trumpet.
0: <laughs> I have a lot of trumpets. Do you really? <laughs> I probably have seven of them. What? Right, all over the place. Yeah. That's cool. Here, let me grab my my uh, silver yeah. one right here.
1: Oh, wow. That is so cool. That's an extra tubular trump- trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There That's really neat. That's so neat. That's so cool. That's just like literally right there.
0: Oh, yeah. I got them everywhere. <laughs> you never know when you just got to be loud. You need a trumpet.
1: <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome <laughs> um, Excuse me um, But yeah, no, tell me uh, about what you're talking about You were talking about the feasts and stuff and
0: Yeah, so the feasts are, are great I don't understand why people don't want to celebrate the feast. I bring up the feasts to people And they look at me all blank-eyed Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, the Bible tells you to party Why don't you want to do that? You know, to seven, drink
1: wine and be merry.
0: Right. <laughs> Se- exactly. Yeah, you know, there's there's Passover, which Passover is actually the killing of the lamb. You know, pe- our family gets together and we get one lamb. We take them up to the temple. The priest prays on them. You you kill them and you drain the blood. And you take your lamb back home and you season it. You put all the seasons on it. You're preparing olive oil, you know. Parsley, whatever, and you're making a big old feast, and you don't eat it till sun goes down, and you're so you're preparing it and you cook it, and then when the sun. Well, some people actually—that's surprised you—you pointed out that it was a Galilean tradition to fast, which Jesus. was a Galilean and uh actually that particular fast the day before they would have what's called a last supper and they would fast all the way to the eating of Passover so that that was kudos to you for knowing that (laughs) and uh so you would you would you would eat your lamb meat on the first day of unleavened bread and unleavened bread is a is another festival so that fest that runs into another festival and you would be partying the whole week of unleavened bread so it's a week-long party i don't understand why people don't want to do this <laughs>
1: uh, right like there's nothing better than interaction with other people that are have the same mindset as you and you're eating and drinking at the same time
0: and playing music (laughs) and dancing and you know cutting up and not working and anyway yeah, Anyways, yeah not cutting up too hard though not cutting up <laughs> of course you know keep it keep it clean you know i don't want to go crazy <laughs> but um then you have uh you have the um the day of first fruits a lot of people don't recognize that biblically that's not really a party thing that's just the day that they offer the first fruit of the harvest to god and you you end up eating a meal as well Then you go on to... What's called Shavuot, which is Pentecost. I know a lot of Christians, they they know about Pentecost. Mm And a lot of Catholics that
1: converted to Christianity know about
0: Pentecost. Yeah. And penta means 50. And it's a counting of 49 days plus one makes it the 50th day. So Pentecost. And that's when when God gave the Ten Commandments at Mount Sinai. And that's also when Jesus poured out the Holy Spirit to all the, the people there in jerusalem and then you come to you come to the feast of trumpets which is what we're fastly approaching now
1: oh wow and,
0: yeah and, and and the rabbi calendar which is not biblical and usually <laughs> off every one every four year itself every four year years and it lines up once every now and then kind of like my uh,
1: birthday um,
0: yeah. And that I think that one is on the seventh this year. See there's seventh or eighth. and then month. the of uh of September.
1: Oh oh I'm sorry. Or yeah, we're month. in September now.
0: Yeah. And the uh the biblical calendar, so the Bible actually tells you how to do the calendar and the calendar that Jesus was doing. And when you use that one, um it's going to be on the at the sundown on the eighth so when the sun goes down and uh, then you go spot the new moon and all that stuff and then the next one the next one is yom kippur and yeah yeah day of atonement so you're atoning for your sins you put on white garments And you fast, you you afflict yourself. And typically people afflict themselves uh, through eating and not, not eating any food. And uh, you yeah. know, I just follow exactly what the text says. I don't do all the extra stuff. You know, people will add on to things, but just don't um, what's eat.
1: interesting to me right now, Brian, is the fact huh? that a lot of people follow these same things that you're doing, but they really do have completely different words for them. And so, like, I feel like everybody that is a loving being on planet Earth. <laughs> Understands that connection with each other and can accept that. And that's why there's no divide between the people that are on that plane of existence. Mm-hmm. But that human terminology has really complicated things. And sure. instead of rather than like us feeling things, we're thinking with our minds and less with our souls and our hearts, mm-hmm. which I believe that every God and every religion is trying to get to the people in whatever context it may be yeah and and now I'm feeling confused <laughs> <laughs>
0: well I, I think I think God did that on purpose because uh, you know the ancient Israelites they were they were also in charge of God's word and when they left and went out around the world they brought it with them and uh, people are finding all these weird oddity things that are you know mixed in like the uh, the Cherokee They are not like the rest of the Native Americans. They also keep uh, a day of rest and they also keep seven feasts and even some of their words that they use sounds like Hebrew words. And uh, yeah.
1: And they have runestones and stuff, which is also in Judaism, actually, and in several other religions, the Native Americans, obviously. And I feel like runestones are used in a lot of religions, except for Christianity and Catholicism. I think it's really interesting, and I think that... We all have power within ourselves because it's given to us by whatever God or universe deity serve, I guess. It would be the word to say it. So, like, we all have, like, this power and energetic being within us to be that loving person and to spread love and spread truth and be just a good person so that we can be examples for everybody around us. And so just because we have different terminology. Terminology doesn't mean that we aren't the same, and so uh, the divide needs to be closed, and a lot of confusion needs to be ended because it's really sad. And everybody that's affected within our world is affecting the people around them, and so we're destroying our world right now. And that's that's my opinion. We're destroying our world by. Yeah with the lack of love, with the lack of communication and understanding.
0: Mm -hmm. And people are dividing each other every day. They wanna say, well, you can only look at me according to my skin color. It's like, um, that's not how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be uniting. God doesn't care about what skin color you are. He doesn't care if you
1: We are orbs of light. (laughs) Like we're supposed to be like beautiful glowing balls of energy that just love everyone.
0: Yeah. And, and he desires everybody. He wants everybody. And uh, he's calling everybody. It's like a, you know, a a radio dial sending out the signal, God's sending out his signal, and you have to turn your dial and line up with him. He wants everybody doesn't matter where you're at doesn't matter how bad you've been. He's calling you he's he wants you to come and love him and love all the people around you. And uh, that's what we need to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that, do you think that terminology matters in this case?
0: Well, uh, I I like to look at what Paul uh, did and he went to all my dad's name. Oh, is it? Okay, (laughs) cool. Um, Paul in the new Testament, he, he went out to these different places. He went to Greece, you know, he went to Turkey and he traveled around, even went to Rome. And when he got (laughs) to these places, He used the words that they use and he talked to them in a way that could communicate with them. So he adapted, he adapted his message so that he could get through to them. And that's the, I mean, I don't go around, you know, speaking all this crazy religious terminology and, and sound righteous and stuff like that. That gets that's not good. That messes up your yeah. message. And and that really, frankly, comes off a little arrogant. Makes yeah, you look it just ridiculous. Be you yeah. be
1: yourself and know what is right.
0: And people can smell a phony, uh, you know, a mile away. And so, when I'm talking to people, I just I'm straight up with them. I'm not fluffing things up. I just tell it like it is, and and I try to communicate yeah. with them. And I say it in a way that's gentle and nice and kind. And and if if they have ears to hear, they'll hear it. If they don't, it's okay. You know, yeah, God will so send you someone can't else. Create-
1: yeah, you can't. Yeah. You cannot. Uh, your perception is not somebody else's reality, and you can't change somebody. You can't. Yeah. You can't force change. Change has yeah. to happen naturally and on zone. And that's unfortunately like what stops a lot of people from reaching their enlightenment in life yeah. is the fact that they are so. Excuse my French. They're so hell bent on changing other people so that their life can be changed. But really, it's about changing yourself and changing what your attitude and actually doing it. Not just saying it, taking it and doing it and spreading that like cream cheese all over everything.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You you cannot control people's minds. In fact, when you try to control people's minds, they're going to rebel against you and hate you. Of course. So the best thing you can do is plant a few seeds and of information and that's all you can do. And let, let, you know, God and let them water it. Let them take care of it. And yeah, if they want to do something about did. it, they do something about it. But at least you, you know, left a little bit of love with them.
1: Oh, I love that. <laughs>
0: throw love around like it's confetti
1: (laughs) yeah no seriously though like that's that's something i live by every day that will never change and throughout this entire podcast that's what i'm going to spread so and that's what's happened in the first and second episode it's already been released with um daniel bruce levin which ironically he was saying levin is uh Uh Yes. So his name is Daniel Bruce Levitt, and he has a book called The Mosaic. He's a wonderful author and just a beautiful person and he's a hippie, but not. And it's like, he's mind blowing. And then we have Andy Grant who also thinks very much the same way. A lot of my friends, I think, do, and I feel really close to them. I even asked, asked my friend, Jeff Dwaskin, who also has a podcast, and he's hilarious. And um, <clears throat> I was asking him about Judaism and stuff and um, under trying to understand all of the different laws that they have. And it came to my realization that just because somebody is Jewish, for example, doesn't mean that they follow that exact strict pattern of you know, what it is in religion to be Jewish, because yeah. there's different types of it, just like there is with uh, Christianity and Catholicism and Buddhism. And there's so many different facets to each religion. It's, it's really intriguing to me.
0: Judaism also in, in over a course of time periods, that term has changed to mean something totally different. And so in ancient times, It just meant that you were from the tribe of Judah. So your tribe was over here. We're tribe of Judah. And Jesus actually came from the tribe of Judah. Moses and Aaron was from the tribe of Levite. And, you know. Levi. Yeah. Yeah. And then so. Just meant what type of tribe, you know. There's a lot of people that think that Manassas, the tribe of Manassas, and the tribe of Ephraim are the tribes that went in to be Europe and um, the English people, the British people, and the United States is mo- supposed to be supposedly mostly Ephraim. You know how it's hard to prove something like that. But back to Judaism. So then later in in time, Judaism meant the southern region of israel the the area that that's the that's the judah that's judah and then later you know fast forward to now judaism it it means this religious uh group of people but also this group of people that is jewish by blood they they have this lineage that they're all tied together and, uh, and yeah so it's it's mutated too. yeah all that's yeah. important but it's mutated so when i talk about judaism i don't i have to get very specific when i when i ask them what, what do you mean by you're jewish because yeah. is that that you're jewish by blood or is it that you you follow the um the 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 um mainstream Jewish religion or uh, what we or,
1: perceive as mainstream yeah. because it it's it's so yeah.
0: different yeah and there's orthodox jews and there's um and i mentioned before there's karite jews which uh i love to talk to them cuz hey they they're just strictly scripture and i'm like yeah that's me let's talk <laughs> let's dig in <laughs> but yeah so you have to get specific you can't just say jewish and and Because it has so much behind it. It has so much history behind it. And it's not very specific anymore.
1: So what's it, Brian, what's your point of, like, what is your goal here on planet Earth for you as a person?
0: My goal. Wow. Uh, To love God and to seek God and to continue to learn about him and his ways and to love everyone around me and to, uh, share God with them and, uh, tell them that God loves them and he wants them. And, uh, you know, I, I want to help everybody too. That That's another one. You know, I, I am all for helping people. You know, if somebody needs, you know, stuff done, they need furniture moved or whatever, I don't hesitate. And that's the way people should be. They should jump in. Yeah. Even people that, that are mean to you and they, they need help. They need something, you know, they, they can't make their last, uh, you know, They can't make their bill payment on the electricity bill and they're struggling. They're about to lose their house or whatever. Jump in and help them cut their grass, you know, give them, pay for their bill, whatever, you know, that's, that's the way we're Selfless supposed to.
1: acts of service.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so that's, that's what I do. That's what I try to do. You know, I, I want to help as many people as I possibly can and, and still be able to pay my bills. Of course.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, unconditional love is yeah. what is needed. Unconditional yeah. means literally without condition, this person does not have to love you back You can still give your love because if you have enough of that within yourself, then you should be able to touch so many people around you and not take away from them and stuff. Because if you have the power to give, you have the power to take. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. I I totally agree. You know, when I was living my wild life and, you know, dating all kinds of girls and, you know, partying like crazy person. I did not know what love was. And I, and I realized that it hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, I don't know what love is. It's a complete mystery to me. And uh, I didn't understand what love was until I found God and saw how he loves me unconditionally. It doesn't matter matter how bad I am. He's still going to love me. And that, and that relationship with God completely changed my view of love. And uh, now I know what love is. and and, uh, what did you think love them? was before? Lost
1: <laughs> Okay so you thought love and, was for
0: equivalent.
1: and I, I think yeah. So many people can attest to that Feeling because there's been Such a lack of nurturing In our society that due to every External circumstance That has happened over the course Of however many decades And it's really affected All of us intergenerationally And straight at us uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Totally Couldn't think of the word, so it's affected us and everybody before us. And we have to cut the ties with the negativity and move forward in a positive manner. I feel to really make revelations happen on this planet because it can be so much more beautiful if we all have the same mindset to make it more beautiful and. Instead, you know, not perpetuate negative circumstances and situations and not go, oh, why me? Just go, oh, maybe I should think inward and listen to my soul rather than my mind and go with that instead, because it might bring me somewhere better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh people and this is something that Jesus pointed out you know people will first sin in their hearts and the, the heart being like their mind and, and their inner inner being right. they'll first sin there and then they do the action right so I yeah. see a car with the keys hanging in the, in the, in the ignition and then that that inner being says, take that, you can take it. And they're already stealing it in their heart. Right. And then they then they do the action. And that's what you need. You need the transformation of the inward person. You need the transformation of the spirit to say, I'm gonna shut that door and wait for that guy so nobody keeps nobody steals his car.
1: Yeah, and like love that person even if you don't know them as yourself. Because if you don't want that happening to you, why would you want that to happen to anybody
0: else? Exactly. And it's hard sometimes. Uh, It's it's difficult, but you have you have to work on work at it, and God will help you as you progress. It'll make it easier for you. You, You'll start to change, and uh, then it becomes real easy. But you know, it's it's part of a journey. You know, we're 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 on this journey together. All you can do is keep progressing and keep growing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And just like my friend Daniel Bruce Levin said, we're all part of the mosaic. We are all pieces and reflections of each other and we're in each other. And so thus for paraphrasing, we we are each other and we can change everything right now yeah, we yeah. have the capacity
0: yeah and that's why it's important to be the change that you want to see yeah. in the world it starts with yeah. you and then you reflect it out and then everybody starts reflecting it with each other and pretty soon yeah. after you know it we done change the world
1: yeah yay <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're solving problems we here
1: <laughs> no seriously these are major problems <laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> well scott it was very good talking to you we can still talk after, but I need to clean up this mess. Yeah. Um, unless uh, any final
0: thoughts? Well, I, I just want to say I, I like what you're doing with your your show, and I want to encourage you to keep going and keep interviewing people. And uh, you know, if you're interested in what I'm what I'm saying, and uh, you want to check out my page, is Project Truth Beam on YouTube and Rumble and Brighteon. And uh, I really appreciate, you know, this opportunity to share my story with you. Thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. And we will definitely have you back soon.